anti-apartheid activist Nicodemus Khwate, based in Hebron near Pretoria, was arrested by apartheid police in November 1968. He was subsequently charged, along with two others, with terrorism, but he never lived to face those charges in court. On the 4th of February 1969, he died after being assaulted in jail. His son Ben was a youngster when it happened more than 50 years ago. Now a slightly stooped man in his 70s, Uncle Ben, as he's affectionately known, sat down with us to tell us what he remembers of his father's passing. My father worked in Johannesburg. And one morning, when, when he arrived at work, he was picked up by the security force. And they told his boss that my, my father was engaged in the, in the uh, destroyance of the country of South Africa. He was picked up early in the morning. It was Monday. Mm-hmm. I only heard the boss at 10 o'clock because I was supposed to speak to him at 10 for issues happening at home. Yes. And then that was the end of me and him. Uncle Ben, how old were you then? I was about 23, 24 years. So, so he was taken away. Did you know, did you or your family know at that time that he had been taken by the apartheid police that morning? Yeah. We, we could just deduce that he's arrested by the police because some of his colleagues, they belong to one organization for home discussing issues at home and then some of them were already picked up then we realized that he's also picked up that very morning and we we could not get information from him as we had arranged before so so he was not allowed to to call you or contact you in any way to tell you that he was in police custody no how did you find out that he was that he'd been taken into custody Later in 20, in 1969. Yes. 68, not 69. Right. Uh, one fellow came to my place where I, I was staying. It was Friday and on the 17th, January. When he arrived there, he saw me entering the gate. He came to me and asked me, are you Ben? I said, yes, I am. Mm. Then he said, my father would like to see me. He's at Silverton. So who was this man? Was he He's, Was he also a policeman? He was not a policeman. He was somebody who was arrested because of... Uh, he was looking for work. And then you you would be arrested for loafer's cap. Right. And then... Then he said, I must go to Silverton and go and see my father there. Because he'd obviously him, seen him there yes. while he was, uh, when he was arrested. I told him, I don't know where Silverton is. Then he said, I don't have money. If you want me to take you there, I shall uh, assist you to go and see your father. We made an arrangement for Saturday morning. Uh... I met him on, on, on Friday afternoon. Saturday morning, we, we took a train to Silverton. He showed me where Silverton is. 
and then we arrived at the church office. One old man, the policeman, was getting out of the, the church office. Mm-hmm. Then he asked this fellow, his name is Jewel. Jewel who I don't know up to now. Yes. Then he said, I brought this young guy here. He has come to see his father. Then the policeman asked me, Vizio Pasenam. Then I said, my name, my father's name is Nicodemus Kwate. Yes. He went back into the church office, uh, collect uh, the keys, and then he said we should follow him. Before you open up a cell, he, he turned back and said to me, your father is here, but know that your father is sick. What did he mean by that? Then when he opened up, he, he, he was preparing me that I, I'll get a shock and see somebody who, who got injured. Well, what did your father look like when, at the moment that cell was open and you saw the him? The cell was open. I found him. I saw him sleeping on the floor. Hmm. And he greeted Jewel and said, Jewel, thank you very much for bringing my son here. Then... He asked me where my mother is and uh, where I'm the siblings. Yes. And then I told him, my mother is home, siblings, I'm looking after them. He he, uh, he had asked me to look after my mother and my, uh, he, my younger brothers and sisters. Uncle Ben, what sort of condition was your father in when you saw him that day? My father was sleeping on the floor. He could not stand up. Then I I asked him, why can you not stand up? And he said, I had fallen when I had gone to wash. Then the the old man, the policeman, said to Nicodemus, my my father, Nicodemus, are you saying this is your son? Then he said, Tell your son the truth. And my father changed the story. I was beaten up, beaten up by the police at the Compel building uh, on the 16th and the 17th of, of uh, January. What else was your father able to tell you? My father said, uh, give Greetings to my my wife and the siblings, and please look after them. Take them to school, give them food to eat, and then uh, here am I. I don't know what is going to happen to me. I saw him on Saturday and on Sunday mm. in the same state of affair. And then the next thing is the police went to my my home on the 5th of February to go and tell my mother although they did not tell her then mm. they looked for my uh, somebody to to go and identify his corpse mm. and then my, they, they took my mother to Pretoria 
Remember, we stay uh, about some kilometers away from Pretoria at home. My home is Hebron. Right. And then, when he they, they approach Pretoria, he asked my mother, who of his family stays works in Johannes in Pretoria. Then at the end, he said his younger brother. My father's younger brother was working in Pretoria. They go. They went to his to where his workplace, and then they uh, said, "We are going to see your brother at uh, Doctor Fergus Hospital." Then they didn't indicate that he had already died. No. Now it was my mother and. My uncle sitting at the back, together with the with three policemen, one black, two white, and then they drove towards the mortuary. It's next to the hospital. They stopped there, and they asked my uh, my uncle to get off the 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 car, and they went into the mortuary. And he identified my father there. <laughs> I mean, what, what was that? What was that moment like? What is your? What did your mother tell you uh, about what that moment was like for her? Because obviously she'd been under the impression that she was going to see your father in hospital. Yes. Not that she was going to to find and him dead. And she started crying then. She was crying the whole afternoon after hearing the story from my uncle that. Uh, the husband is dead. What did the apartheid police say was the cause of death, Uncle Ben? They said your father had gone to bath and she, he, he, he fell on the soap. That's why he was hurt. He slipped in the shower? Yes. Uncle Ben, so, so your, your father's terrorism case, which is what we know he was charged with, that case never went to court? We went to court in Pretoria. Yes. For inquest. Right. But but was this many years later? Once. No, no, no. No. Was it at that time? I think it's at that time. Yes. I went there with my mother mm. and my aunt, and then they spoke in Afrikaans. Remember, I was still small. My mother was not, could not hear Afrikaans, mm. nor my aunt. Yes. And then they dismissed that he he had pneumonia. All his information is in the archives in Pretoria. And it says that he died of pneumonia? Yes, he died of pneumonia. And, and it doesn't record any of the, the assault or the beatings that he suffered in prison? No. Uncle Ben, your father's case also went before the Truth and Reconciliation Commission many years later. 1996. And, and you testified there, didn't I you? I testified there. What was the outcome? We went there as a family. My mother had died, died in 1992. We went for truth commission in 1996. And Bishop Tutu and Alex Bahrain, they asked us questions and we gave them everything. It is in the history of South Africa. Despite a finding that the case be further investigated, there was no follow-up. 
but perhaps the Khwates had more to go on than the Similane family. Their daughter Nogutula and ANC and Umkontuwe Siswe activist simply disappeared in 1983. Because of her underground activities, Nogutula spent much of her time in Swaziland and sometimes entered South Africa illegally. Some believe she's no longer alive, but no body was ever found. Her parents have spent years trying to uncover what really happened to Nogdula. Her sister, Tembien Gadimeng, who's continuing those efforts, recollects what happened when Nogdula disappeared. I remember us driving to Switzerland on two or three occasions, and my father and my uncles were going to meet the ANC officials who were trying to assist in her case. At the time, just trying to put up the connection of what could have happened. Yeah. Well, what was your family um, able to find at that time? I think what we were able to confirm positively was that she left Switzerland uh, on what uh, instructions, the safe house that she was to use in uh, Soweto was organized by uh, Duma Ngosi. And uh, we were able to find Duma, and Duma confirmed uh, that she arrived, and we were able to find her bags. Uh, because when she, uh, she she arrived two days before the mission, and when she left for the mission in Carlton Center, she was just carrying a handbag. So we had quite a, a, she had quite a bag which had jeans and t-shirts and all those things, yes. and they were positively identified by my parents in a safe house that was organized for her in Soweto. So, so when we looked, look at the evidence around this, it seems to reflect that Nogdula was supposed to have met someone called Norman Causa, I think he was better known as Scotch, on the 10th of yes. September in the underground parking of the Carlton Centre, as you say, in Johannesburg. Yeah. Do you believe Scotch kidnapped her there? Yeah, in fact, the meeting was not necessarily supposed to take place at the underground parking. It was mm. supposed to take place at the restaurant in Carlton Centre, and that's where they met. And Scotch said... And I have your parcels underground in the car. And they got into the mm. lift. And when they got underground, uh, the police were there and they were both arrested. The, the archives, of course, tell us Noctula was uh, taken to Norwood first, then to Flakplas in the northwest. What do you think happened over that period, Tembi? Well, I think uh, the record does indicate that there was extreme torture that, uh, a week to two at Norwood Police Headquarters and subsequently to the farm. Um, the farm is estimated to have been a period of about six weeks or a month and a couple of weeks and uh, her state of uh, her health state deteriorated. She didn't receive any medication mm-hmm. and the torture was immense. Uh, and yeah, I think uh, as the record indicates that at the end of it all, they probably were left with something they don't know what to do with. And uh, it could have been her demise at that particular time. The last person to have seen her was she was bundled in the boot of a car towards the direction of uh, in the northwest. Uh, uh, yeah. So, so was this uh, the, the the last description you got of where where she had been taken? Was that from the policeman who had guarded her at Flakplas and who who recognised her from her picture in the media that your family had circulated? Yes, I remember we, we we some of the issues may not necessarily be stipulated, but as I've indicated, that 
the, the, it was very easy for my family to connect the dots, particularly with the graduation that was to happen um, just close to her being captured. So at the time of the graduation, when she didn't show up and the ANC was accepting responsibility, we were fast to move in terms of trying to follow the trail, hence uh, going to the uh, uh, the house in Soweto, the safe house, where she was kept. And uh, my family put the services of an attorney to search the borders and everything to just try and establish as to whether she could have either crossed outside the country um, using borders or uh, uh, would have tried to get outside uh, South Africa or outside the boundaries of Swaziland. So that search was done and uh, nothing was, was found to be positive. The family thought perhaps Nogodula had been detained at a police station, but a search for her turned up nothing. Even the involvement of human rights lawyer Priscilla Jali yielded no results. Nukutula's mother then travelled to the ANC headquarters in Botswana in 1985 to present her information on the case to party officials. That led to the informant, Scotch, and a friend being positively identified as double agents. The party punished them, and Scotch defected to the police soon after. But if Nukutula's relatives thought the Truth Commission was going to unearth the details of her disappearance, they were to be bitterly disappointed. Tembi, many years later, you also went before the TRC as a family. You heard the testimony of five apartheid police who applied for amnesty. Uh, I understand Velum Kutsia was the man specifically thought to have been behind Nogdula's disappearance. What did he reveal uh, about where she was? Well, I think uh, he revealed what was known to us. He revealed the, the scorch as the source. He revealed Frank as the source. Um, of people they've been able to recruit from the police. But Frank was not a South African national. He was Mozambican or Zimbabwean. And there were two um, uh, of such uh, nationalities that they were using as the special branch uh, to intercept the African National Congress. And they, they then dealt with the, uh, the issue of uh, Noctula and others. I think in the unit that they had, which specifically was under Kutie, they had no less than 22 people uh, that they intercepted and took to this very same farm uh, and made punishment differently. Most recently, the courts ruled that the SAPS must pay the legal costs of the officers who were thought to have killed the young woman. The TRC granted Willem Kutsia, Anton Pretorius and Frederick Mong amnesty, but a fourth policeman, Tim Khadebe, never applied. In 2016, all four were charged with Nogodula's murder, and it's hoped the National Prosecuting Authority's pursuit of the case will finally reveal what really happened to Nogodula Similane. Join us for our next installment of Journeys as we explore what it's taken for the Wheel of Justice to finally begin turning for some of the families of the disappeared.